that we are facing a lot of things in 2024 or 25. And you, you mentioned Ukraine, the terrorist activity in Israel, the Red Sea, quantitative tightening, which I still question if we understand exactly how that works. I don't think we do. How QE actually worked, what the effect of negative, you know, zero rates was for all this time. Uh, and obviously the politics. And, you know, and then the Ukrainian war is affecting oil, gas, food, migration. So you have all these very powerful forces that are going to be affecting us in 24 and 25. So if I was the government, I would be preparing for what I'm going to do about that, assuming things aren't good. And I just also want to point out, I, I wish the Democrats would think a little more carefully when they talk about MAGA, you know, and you, if you travel this country, you know, and the country's unbelievable. We took our bus trip this year and Leslie Picker was on Spokane and Boise and Bozeman. People are growing. They're hungry to grow. They're innovating. It's, it's everywhere. It's not just Silicon Valley. So we've got this great hand. But when people say MAGA, they're actually looking at people voting for Trump and they think they're voting and they're basically scapegoating them that you are like him. Uh, and but I don't think they're voting for Trump because of his family values. And if you look, just take a step back, be honest. He's kind of right about NATO, kind of right about immigration. Mm-hmm. He grew the economy quite well. China, Trade, China ta- virus. Tax reform worked. Mm-hmm. He was right about some of China. I don't th- I don't like no, what he did. No, I said China virus. Yeah, I understand. When he, when he, yeah. he may have been right. He, he, and I don't like how he said things about Mexico. I don't like. But he wasn't wrong about some of these critical issues. And that's why they're voting for him. I think this is perhaps one of the most unlikely flare-ups that I could have predicted even at the beginning of this week when Pakistan and Iran, which were kind of getting along, they were scheduled to hold joint naval exercises. Uh, But Iran carried out its own deadly missile strikes starting Monday on northern Iraq, on Syria, and then Tuesday night on Pakistan. And it stunned the ruling establishment there. Uh, They said that at least two people were killed in what the Iranians said were were missile strikes on a militant group that they accused of of hiding out in Pakistan and carrying out attacks on Iran in the past. So the Pakistanis, they withdrew their ambassador from Tehran. They called this a violation of Pakistani airspace. They declared Iran's ambassador to Pakistan uh, unwelcome. And uh, just a few hours ago, the Pakistani military claimed responsibility for what it described as precision strikes into Iran against a different militant group that it accuses of carrying out attacks on Pakistan in the past. The Iranian authorities say that killed at least nine people, including a number of children and women. They're demanding an answer. Again, not what you could have predicted at the beginning of the week. Both of these neighbors are Islamic republics. Neither of them have relations with Israel. And suddenly this flare up of tensions. A big question is, how will Iran respond to this? Does it really want to get into a dust up? 
Europe with its much larger nuclear armed neighbor to the east. Possible independence and moderates. I think it's also a warning to the business world that you need to surround yourself with people who don't think exactly like you. You need to break out of your bubble a little bit because I think what we've seen this past year or so is too many corporations and companies walking in head first into some bad PR or bad issues because they don't go around the table and talk to anyone who might have voted for Donald Trump or have any f- sort of favorable opinion to him. And it can head off a lot of issues you've seen if you if you just have a different perspective. If everyone sitting around this table thinks the exact same way you do, whether it's a boardroom or anything, that's a red flag. And so you need to bring in outside perspectives. I mean, look, Jamie Dimon for president. I think that was the right message uh, for him to be delivering. I think Bill Ackman tried that. Yeah, I think yeah. he's moved on. <laughs> no, seriously, he no, did. But, now he's moved on to how. Uh, he's, he's so right. Right. When you think about the moment that Hillary Clinton lost the election in 2016, it was the moment that she called basket full of deplorables. That was game over. When you go after the supporters instead of the candidate, big problems follow. And let's not forget, Jamie Dimon is the CEO of a company where in America, probably half of his clients voted for Donald Trump. And so he can't be too critical. He's got to understand this. He's got to have a message of unity in many ways. But I think he's absolutely right. When he also, he also went on to talk about how uh, we have to stop accusing Soros of being like the former president instead of listening to their underlying concerns. MAGA Republicans, Republicans at large, have very valid concerns. They're concerned about the direction of the country. They're also, by the way, concerned about democracy. They're concerned about inflation, immigration, the economy. They're good people, many of them. And we're defining them by the worst attributes instead of the best. And I think that uh, Jamie Dimon had a really valid point, and Democrats would be wise. And, and I think people should be a little more respectful of our fellow citizens. And when you guys have people up here, you should always ask the why. Not like it's a binary thing. You're supporting right. Trump. You're not supporting Trump. Why are you supporting Trump? It's hard to Trump? hate 75 million of your fellow Americans. And it's, I, I agree. It's done quite and, you know, the it. Democrats have done a pretty good job with the deplorables, not. hugging on to their Bibles and their beer and their guns. I mean, really? Like, can we just stop that stuff and actually grow up and treat other people with respect and listen to them a little bit? Jimmy, and, and I do think the economy will affect. And I think this, this negative talk about MAGA is going to hurt Biden's election campaign. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. President's not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Thursday, 18 January in the year of our Lord, 2024. Uh, War and the rumors of war. Tectonic plate shift um, that uh, the Chinese stock market in a free fall, finally China being called out um, for the lies and misrepresentations they've had about uh, – and I mean outright lies on the, on the data from their economy. Kyle Bass last night was on CNBC. I'm going to try to play – we had four hours today, two this morning, two this afternoon. I'm going to try to get the Kyle Bass amazing analysis of the CCPN. Chinese stock market in total free falls. People realize um, 
And this is the reverberations of the Taiwan election and the reverberations of President Trump's win in Iowa. And President Trump doubled down last night in, um, in uh, New Hampshire again about trade and bringing manufacturing jobs back and actually said, hey, I think a lot of the trouble in China is coming because of my victory in Iowa and what our trade policy is going to be. Also, this expanding war. If you're not paying attention, you should. Jack Basobic's Twitter account uh, has got uh, up to date. Uh, you know, it's always up to date on what's going on there. Now you have uh, Pakistan and Persia trading missile hits. You've got Persia hitting into Iraq American troops. You've got the uh, uh, Persian Revolutionary Guard is now down on the southern tip of uh, the Arabian Peninsula uh, in Yemen. Uh, backing up the Houthi rebels, stopping the shipping. Shipping major companies already saying we're not, uh, we can't go through the Suez Canal. We got to go around. It's too dangerous. Except the one country is not getting hit are the Chinese Communist Party. I believe a lot of that escalation is because the ascendancy of Donald Trump and Donald Trump's return. The two topics of conversation in uh, in Davos, and we're going to have both. Uh, we got Joe Allen there. The elites, remember, a year ago, they embraced AI. ChatGBT came out. It was going to be the greatest thing in the world. Now you're hearing a lot of people over there, a lot of the elites saying, hey, this thing is moving too fast. We don't have control of it. They've got great concerns. At the same time, one of the most astounding things is that CNBC's got a story. The business elites over there are not just open, but kind of welcoming a return of Trump. Let me repeat that. A welcome. You saw Jamie Dimon kissing the ass, if I can be so blunt, of the MAGA movement as Jamie Dimon tries to make some moves and think through what he's going to do in 2028 because he wants to run for president. Uh, he's talking about, and I said this yesterday, that, that trip he took, I think it was his wife, on a, um, on, a, uh, on a bus or one of these big RVs, was through what we call the American Redoubt. Eastern Washington, Eastern Oregon, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, maybe throw in parts of northern uh, Utah and Colorado. The American Redoubt, that is the center of Christian nationalism. Oh, my gosh. He said the word. He said the phrase. What is becoming evident, ladies and gentlemen, is that the illegitimate Biden regime and the deep state and the administrative state are going to fight us tooth and nail. But already, because remember... Corporate corporations are cowards. The CEOs, they don't teach courage at Harvard Business School. They teach how to not just get along, but how to make sure you're in the system, that you paid your dues and you're in the system. You got your union card punched um, and you're in the system. Right now you're seeing the corporate world in absolute panic, panic. That MAGA is, uh, is, uh, is coming back, but they're figuring out how to accept it. And at Davos, the wor- word is Trump, CNBC's big story. Trump's, Trump's return is being accepted by the business community because it's inevitable. It's inevitable. He won in 16. He won again in 20. He had it stolen from him. Joe Biden is completely illegitimate, 100%. That's why one of the reasons he's driven this country into the ground with an invasion, a spread of hell's half acre geopolitically and pumping money into a money laundering machine of oligarchs in Ukraine to cover up his crimes in the crimes of the Clintons and the crimes of the rest of the global elite. 
let me be blunt, and they're up scrambling right now. The next 48 hours and then leading into next week for another, it's going to be a nasty punch out. And are you prepared to man the ramparts? And, and somebody last night, I truly respect one of the people that run the conservative news sites, have tremendous respect for him, was very focused on um, Johnson's fight to, to uh, no, no border, no Ukraine. I said, no, this is a sucker's play. you got to get it back. It cannot, we cannot have another CR. Johnson promised we have all the leverage. You want to shut down the border and force Biden to the table, not on some bogus amnesty plan cooked up by Lankford and these pencil neck um, senators. And we're going to take all their names and make sure they're all turfed out. Anybody that pushes this to put more money into the money laundering operation in Ukraine. No, it's the CR. Everything is the next 48 hours. Johnson committed not to have a CR. We have to have people's back. 202-225-3121. And when you call, it's very blunt. This is about the CR. Ukraine, no money for Ukraine. It's, absurd. It's, a, it's, it's an obscenity. You would even bring that up. It's no money, no CR, none, no vote. You can, your, your congressman cannot vote for continued resolution. You don't shut down the border, then shut down the government. You don't close the border, close the government and force the Biden regime and force these people to the table. Their whole thing is about massive Keynesian stimulus. We're going to have next week. It's coming up. They've got another massive, almost a hundred billion dollar, another stimulus package. And they, they're hiding behind a couple of quick and dirty temporary tax cuts for entrepreneurs. I love tax cuts for entrepreneurs. We love entrepreneurs. We push entrepreneurs. We hate finance capitalists, we love entrepreneurial capitalists, but guys, we can't be with you on this one. Not right now, no, can't do it. Not with $2 trillion in deficits, can't have another tax cut. Because it's coming with this, uh, the child tax credits, which is the bulk of this, which is another Keynesian infusion into Biden's core, core uh, political demographic. Why would we do that? Why would we do that? For a handful of temporary tax cuts? This thing is so corrupt and so out of control, and they fail to t- t- tackle the issues. Only this audience forces them, and we've got to force them now. 202-225-3121. Tell your representative in no uncertain terms. You vote for a CR, I'm done with you. You vote for a continuing resolution, I'm done with you. And if Johnson's got to pull some games about suspending the rules and bringing in Democrats, he should have the same exact fate as Kevin McCarthy, biblical worldview and all. Get more time to study his Bible. Short commercial break. Back in the war in a moment. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now, you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 
401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. You have the state of Texas. We're trying to get A.G. Paxson on today, uh, if we can do that. He's, but there, you have your government. This is why you need to force them to the table. You can't deal with this as a normal situation. We have a two, three crises. The geopolitical. You also have the financial. If you don't think you got a financial crisis, look at the Chinese stock market. They've had to put the, the they've had to put the stops in because there isn't. There's no bottom over there. How many times did we warn people? How many times did we warn uh, these uh, uh, you know Bridgewater and Larry Fink and these guys? You got to get your money out of there. You cannot put pension fund money in there. We fought this tooth and nail. Yesterday, uh, maybe we'll get it later today, but we won on the natural, if you didn't see the evening show, the New York Stock Exchange pulled the request from the, to the SEC to go forward with the natural asset uh, companies. This audience did that. It shows us a new way forward. This audience plus these, quite frankly, these brilliant uh, state treasurers and attorney generals bound together. We fought as one force. That's a way forward particularly until President Trump returns, and maybe even after that, but you bind together in a state basis and you just say, hey, this is not happening. And the New York, these people, I tell you, the New York Stock Exchange, the big companies, they are total cowards. If you out them, it's like Bud Light, if you out them and keep hammering, keep hammering and expose them, they're going to blink. It, it, if you take anything away from the shows today, your efforts and your work over the past three years, on, on Saturday, we're going to do, at least for the first hour, we're going to go back in time and start on the day he left. We had nothing. We had no power. We had nothing. They had the House, the Senate, illegitimately taking the presidency. President Trump, you know, they, they, they sent him back and, oh, he's gone. You know, he's finished. Those were dark days. This audience stood in the breach and said, no, mm-mm. it may look bad. This may look like uh, the revolution on the uh, on the morning of Christmas morning on the on the Battle of Trenton. It might be look bad. It may not be great. Things may be, look like Valley Forge. Things don't look great. It may look on that ridge at Gettysburg on day three, right before noon, looking out there at Pickett and Pickett's you know Pickett's uh, a couple of divisions of North Carolinians and Virginians. You're up there, uh, the, the guys at that little stone wall, not looking good. We haven't had a couple of good days here. Now, this is done not, not, not looking good. Hey, this audience saw it, and you stood in the breach on your principles and said, guess what? And we've had victories, and yes, we've had defeats. We've had victories that are not as big of victories as we wanted, but that's not the point. The point that this is a process. This is a process. There's no magic ones. People out there, oh, you got to do this. Look, if it's too much for you, get the hell out. I don't care. But it's the ones that stay that are important. And this audience has stayed and stayed in the breach and stood in the breach. That's why President Trump is up by 16 or 18 points in New Hampshire today. Nikki Haley, even with the donors, she's not closing the big advertisers. That's why in Davos, the World Economic Forum, Davos, man, 
is blinking because MAGA's returning. We're going to go with Dr. Roberts. They got the misinformation, I think, the disinformation, because they're trying to pass laws. They're trying to shut down all the great podcasts and things you come up and watch every day. Just worrying, but there's thousands of them. They're all trying to shut all that down. They want to have total information control. We're not going to allow it to happen. You're not going to allow it to happen. This is why, Johnson, you got to have these guys back. These are not strong people. You're strong. They're not strong. There is nothing that can defeat us. Nothing can defeat us. If you think Trump's victory in 16 was historic and epic, and it was, the greatest comeback, particularly from you know, around August when he, when he kind of got off you know, focused there with the, the Muslim couple, to the day he won and what they did afterwards, that's nothing compared to what this is. They had impeached him twice, right? Well, I guess the second impeachment was just about to start. Now he's got 700 years in prison. You saw yesterday. Have you ever seen a federal judge so rude? They, they're, they, they're triggered. I just found out the judge down in, in Georgia, I don't think he's going to allow Wade's, uh, Nathan, the, the bogus, you know, alleged lover of Fonnie Willis, uh, his trips, to the, his meetings with the White House to be included in some sort of evidence that could get her kicked off the case. The entire legal system is rigged. Not do you have the radical Democrat. You got the, this guy, this judge in, is a Kemp guy. It's a Federalist Society. The Federalist Society are the people, Leonard Leo and the guys are the people that uh, wrote the phony, bogus constitutional paper on the 14th Amendment. You've had all the forces in the world against you, you, this audience. You, they've been arraigned, aligned against you because they understand you have Trump's back and Trump is the instrument. But it's you they fear. This is why Biden and the campaign over the last over the last uh, the last uh, couple of weeks is saying they're going to make ultra MAGA as big a uh, as big a target as Trump. It's the MAGA extremist. That would be you, traditional Catholics and and evangelicals. Oh, these Christian nationalists, right? They got the FBI on you. They got DHS, DHS monitoring you. At the same time. They're, the state of Texas, and Abbott didn't want to do this, Paxton and these guys have basically sealed off apart from the federal government who wants to allow the invasion to continue. Can you believe that could ever happen in this country? And they're in court right now, but they're physically going to go down and try to remove them. Well, we got multiple impeachments going up in the Capitol. This is, on one level, as divided as there ever been, on another level, it's coming together because we're winning, and they can't stop it. And that's what's driving them crazy. And that's where you're going to see even crazier and crazier things. Lara Logan, Naomi Wolf, nor Ben Laden. Pretty smart gals, right? People that understand, have a deep understanding of what's going on, have a deep understanding of the interconnectivity of this. They're warning you that, hey, now they're over there trying to suck up the Trump. Oh, I think Trump could be okay. Hey, he ain't going to be okay with you because we're taking apart what you guys are trying to build. Build back better. We're going to crush it. We're going to pound it into dust. No build back better. You guys are the worst. Your authoritarian dictators that tried to destroy the greatest people on earth. And that's the working men and women in the United States of America who have done more to secure freedom for people and done more spent more of their blood on that. Let's go. We got live. Let's pick up Dr. Kevin Roberts. He's up. 
Okay, I get. Okay, let's t- pick Kevin Roberts up stage at Davis for a minute. Let's see. Let's watch that. Is destroying the grasp that political elites and unelected technocrats have over the average person. And if I may, I will be candid and say that the agenda that every single member of the administration needs to have is to compile a list of everything that's ever been proposed at the World Economic Forum and object all of them wholesale. Anyone not prepared to do that and take away this power of the unelected bureaucrats and give it back to the American people is unprepared to be part of the next conservative administration. Okay, that's very clear. And as you said, you... uh I think uh, one of your tweets on the lead up to here was also uh, that you're here to usher the devoisie into early retirement. So um, I'm heading that way already, so I'm probably all right on that front. But uh, thank you, and we appreciate your candor and being candid. Otherwise, this panel uh, is not going to make sense. So thank you very much for that. And, and goodbye. It, <laughs> <laughs> similar kind of thing. We might all be ushered on this panel. We might be ushered out. Um, uh, Walter, just something on the foreign policy side again about the types of people. You heard what Kevin said about the domestic agenda, really wholesale change. We'll get it right this time, if you know what I'm saying. You're not going to be able to remake the issue. Mm. Do you think that attitude would prevail as well on the foreign policy side? And there are names that are out there already as potentially playing a role in this. Well, I'm also going to abstain from, from naming names. Uh, but I do think that you will see a determination to sort of follow through on things that were begun the last time. Uh, My guess is that the discussion on NATO will be very central um, and that the the, um, 2% will be key um, and that um, uh, Trump uh, will will focus hard on that right from the beginning. Um, He does not uh, he's not interested in this sort of legal, bureaucratic, administrative forms of diplomacy, which are kind of at the heart of the European Union method of doing business. And he's not interested, in, in a sense, in the EU, the idea is each decision that we've made becomes a, fa- a framework within which we move. I think Trump has no problems with uh, just starting from the beginning. Uh, He tends to see negotiations as principle to principle rather than bureaucracy to bureaucracy. So in in that sense, think of, you know, Lorenzo of of Florence and Lorenzo Medici negotiating with the Duke of Milan, the Sforza. You know, it's much more in that way. And he has a very personal bargaining style. He's going to get, have people around him who are comfortable in advancing that approach. So that's, uh, I'm thinking of my European colleagues here thinking about who on the European side is going to be able to fit that Lorenzo Medici kind of uh, profile. And in any case, I'm not going to make any comments about people at the moment, but that would be quite an interesting challenge. And when you think of what the mix of European leaders, either institutions or governments are, and yeah. all leaders around will be thinking very carefully, we'll need a different style. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, Alison, let me come to you. Maybe we could get a little bit into the substance here now, uh, as I'm coming to you and I'm keeping an eye on time. Um, What do you think on the domestic economic agenda would be top of the entree uh, for a Republican administration? And we're assuming it's a Trump administration, but folded if you want into something a bit bigger as well. 
Well, I mean, if it's Nikki Haley, I think we have a lot more predictability. She's been pretty clear. And also, I think, consistent with Republicans in the past. It would be very sort of Reagan, maybe George H.W. Bush era. So I think we, we kind of know what that would mean. I think with Trump, there's definitely a lot more unpredictability. But based on the last administration, I guess we have some insight. A lot of it, when it comes to economics, execution is very important. So who he surrounds himself with is going to be super important, because certainly when it comes to things like tax policy, the devil's in the details. Um, you, you're not going to give any names either. The kinds of people who are advising the... the if it's no one who's here, advising the campaign, yeah. at least? Um, if it's no one here, again, it'll be a little bit more unpredictable, but I think we can assume... You know, on the one hand, I, I've been thinking about this. You know, he is definitely not a big trade guy compared to traditional Republicans. On the other hand, I mean, we got to think about where we are right now. I mean, in a lot of ways, things like the... Um, IRA and a lot of the industrial policy from the Biden administration has not been particularly trade friendly. A lot of it would call protectionism by another name. So um, I don't know if he would reverse that or just not do more of that. So from that perspective, any way he might talk a good game about trade, it might be more trade friendly than what we have now. Um, and that's something. Um, uh, so I mean, I guess the, the other thing I see him going after very quickly is immigration, because, I mean, this is what made his first campaign, and this has been a big problem for the Biden administration. Um, as Rob pointed out, I mean, it'll probably be through executive order. I mean, in theory, I mean, I'm someone who personally, more than anyone who would be in the Trump administration, is pro-immigration, but uh, I also agree what's happening on the border right now is a lot of chaos and is probably holding up good immigration reform. So. I suppose maybe if he can bring more order to the border, maybe in the future, something good will happen. Tax Network USA is pure war room for solving your IRS tax problems. If you owe back taxes, COVID was your lucky break. Tax court shut down, the IRS paused, and you skated. Well, baby, that party is over. The IRS is adding 20,000 enforcement agents, basically tax cops. Honest, hardworking Americans like you are in the crosshairs. Rich people have tax lawyers and you don't. You'll pay up plus interest and penalties. Tax USA Network has brilliant war room type strategies designed to solve your IRS problem quickly in your favor. Never call the IRS yourself. You're at their mercy. You could sit on hold for six to eight hours and get hung up on, grind you for all your back taxes plus interest and penalties. Tax Network USA attorneys have a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to talk to and who to avoid. If they get difficult agent, hey, they just call a different agent. Tax Network USA learned of a limited time special IRS offer. The IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Schedule your free confidential consultation with Tax Network USA. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. Think about that. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. They offer a best-in-class client satisfaction guarantee. Now call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. And visit Tax. Network USA. That's TNUSA.com slash Bannon. TNUSA.com slash Bannon. Make sure you take action on this today. This IRS grind is only going to get much worse.
Ma'am, I would strongly recommend you get better prepared. If you got your moment in Davos, that's just all babble. You see what the you see what the elites listen to? Now here's what they're trying to do. You see how they're accommodating to Trump return? You see how they're accommodating to MAGA at the same time? At the same time, they're trying to guide it into the this the whole thing of Nikki Haley getting her in as uh as vice president to be premier. Kevin Roberts there, uh Russell Mead. Um, over, I think, the Wall Street Journal. Just talked about NATO, but it's much more than that. That's Hey, you feel better. You, one segment on the war room is better than that panel, but that's what Davos says, and these guys come around, out, they leave there, and they're thinking great thoughts. The takeaway is the Biden regime and their corporate, uh, their, the uh, corporate overlords, the, the Wall Street oligarchs, the tech oligarchs, they are going to fight this in a rearguard action like nobody else. But there's certain elements that start to accommodate themselves that, hey, this is happening. And this is happening because I saw in Iowa he won in every group and he was up in every group. And I see in New Hampshire where they're throwing the kitchen sink at him that uh, DeSantis is gone. He's down in South Carolina wandering around. He'll be finished in a week. Um, you got Nikki Haley, and she doesn't seem to be able to get traction because the, it's the neoliberal neocon policies. You just heard the woman right there. We want to go back to the Bush, Bush era. That's not going to happen. You have a better grasp on the beating heart of the major crisis in this country than the elites. I keep telling you this. That's all psychobabble. Roberts's interview here yesterday was a thousand times better than the you know the proper Brit asking the questions there. At the panel, there's going to be radical change. One part you heard Roberts talk about, about the administrative state, unelected bureaucrats. They took a pounding yesterday in the Supreme Court of the United States, a pounding. Three hours they argued the opening salvo on a case to reverse the Chevron Chevron deference. What is that? That's what's allowed the administrative state to run roughshod over the executive branch and run roughshod over over Congress. And to be an administrative state that actually is a fourth branch of government that the framers never envisioned. The two things the framers never envisioned, never thought would happen, is a apparatus like the apparatuses that were in Europe at the time. That's where they broke off at Europe at the time, these big apparatuses around the crown or around these courts. They didn't want that. They didn't want the deadbeat aristocracy, the deadbeat landed gentry. They didn't want their apparatuses. That's their administrative state. They broke off from that. And they wanted free men and free women would have a very simple, very focused government with not all the states would have that and the people would be sovereign. That's what this fight's all about. And now it's everywhere, and they understand we're coming for them, and they understand we have the intellectual firepower, and we have an awakened population. We've had an awakened population on everything from medical freedom to really what is the purpose of our national security. And right there, Russell Misha said, NATO, I said this on London, uh, London Broadcasting the other night with Andrew Marr. He's jumping on me. Is Trump going to pull out NATO? I said, yo. He's never talked about pulling on NATO. NATO is not an alliance. They're not allies. It's a protectorate. It's an American security guarantee. 
Just like in World War II, remember, most of those nations in NATO, I hate to bring up a sore subject, most of those nations in NATO were not on our side of the football in the in WW2, the big one, as they call it, except for England and, 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 and some resistance elements in Poland and other places in France. But that was a handful of those onesies, twosies. Most of those countries were, okay, we're okay with fascism. Well, hey, well, we were not. And two other people that were not were the Chinese people and the Russian people, not their leaders, not Stalin and the Bolsheviks, and certainly not Mao Zedong and the communists. Those were our allies, and those are our natural allies today on this worthy Eurasian landmass instead of us going in. And all you're seeing is the fecklessness of the Biden regime and Austin in this crowd and all the generals who don't know how to win just going to manage our decline. Today, in the next 48 hours, one of the big decision points going to reach here, are we going to continue hurtling down? Is a Republican House with a Republican Speaker and a Republican Majority Leader, are we going to continue down the path of, of funding by fiat currency, fiat, printing of fiat money over the Federal Reserve, are we going to continue structurally to have a $2 trillion deficit driven by an almost trillion-dollar defense budget? Uh, other programs we've got up on the social side that come to trillions of dollars. And a woke and weaponized government that we have not touched. And Johnson's sitting there go, well, hang on, I'll get you policy changes. Uh, Jake Sherman today said today on Punchbowl, there are no policy changes. Well, no policy wins coming, none. That's a fantasy. He's living in fantasy world and he keeps talking about, and finally Jake Sherman to punch full mention it, that he's ticking people off talking about the $16 billion in cuts. I don't care about your $16 billion. I don't really care about the IRS. I don't care about you got the $9 billion back from COVID. Go back to the pre-COVID Trump government. That was big enough. Heck, we were trying to take a meat axe to it. Go back to it. Don't tell me about your Christian worldview. Act like some of the warriors in the Old Testament. Act like the warriors in the New Old Testament in the New Testament and act like the saints in the first couple of centuries of the uh, of the uh, of Christianity in the Roman Empire and what they went through. That's what I want to see. I want to see people standing in the breach that have that have guts, intelligence, backbone. Force the only way you're forcing that walking over to the White House for another photo op meeting. And you come out, and of course, somebody leaked today that he wasn't even that adamant in the room about HR, HR2, which is, hey, no, it's not the end of it. Enforce the laws and the books for us first. You can shut down the border by not gaming the system. Get rid of your executive orders. Do that. You don't need HRT to do that. And they said he wasn't that tough. They said they, there's a tweet out from somebody in the White House said he wasn't that adamant about it. Johnson, time for games are over. The country's in a crisis. We have an invasion going on in the southern border that is incomprehensible. We have a financial crisis that you're prepared to, you're prepared by doing a CR to play the game. And you're by even addressing Ukraine, you should say, hey, boom, we're not going to address, ever address, giving any more money to Ukraine. Those fat cats in Davos at that ski resort, stop with the cocaine, stop with the caviar, stop with the champagne, stop with the call girls the escorts, put that money to help in Ukraine. Stop your perversion and your decadence and give that money to Ukraine. Let's go to Tuscany. 
Let's go to the south of France. Let's go to Belgravia in the west end of London, right? Let, let's go to uh, Stad and all these uh, all these great ski resorts. Let's round up and t- let's take a collection. There's plenty of money in Europe. They don't put it in their defense, and they all have pension funds, and they all have 100% health care, and they all get six weeks off in the summer, take August off. Do you have any of that? 90% of the people, 90% of the citizens of the United States do not have a pension plan outside of what they got in Social Security. Oh, and Social Security and Medicare are the problems. That's a lie. That's a lie from people that are owned by donors and owned by the military industrial complex and owned by the biopharmaceutical industrial complex to feather the nest of the corporatist and fat cats and billionaires that, that put them on retainer. They want your the solution to the problem. The two solutions to the problem have been from the beginning. We got to flood nine million illegal alien invaders in here to destroy our schools, to destroy the education, the medical system, to have crime out of control, and our cities collapse because the working class wages are too high. We need they need to get work permits immediately. That's the solution. They need to get work permits immediately. And the other problem is. Your $1,200 a month, which is the average Social Security check, that's bankrupting the country. Well, that is a bald-faced lie. And one thing the minority community's got to pick up, the black and Hispanic citizens of this country, they think you're trash just like the white working class. Hey, you're right in there. The great replacement is you. Is you. And how do I know that? I can, I can point some empirical evidence. They've allowed 8 million people in here, you know, fighting age men, and they're prepared to give them work permits. If you hear Eric Adams, we've got to give them work permits. We've got to work to do what? To take drive wages down for the working class in our country that can't even afford to live right now and have to depend upon government assistance to live because there's too much. They're not paid enough. Is that what we're going to do? And the Koch sitting there with $100 billion, $100 billion, all these billionaires, more money than you could spend in 10 lifetimes, 100 lifetimes. And what did they obsess about? What does Nikki Haley get up there? I'm the one with courage to talk about in time. What's, hey, yo, cut the freaking budget and get a balanced budget in a couple of years. Raise taxes massively on the Koch class to get some more revenues in here. And they go, well, Steve... All that can't pay for it. I didn't say it can pay for it all. You're going to have to have peace. Everybody's going to have to take a little pain here. But let's start with the people that are driving the destruction of the country, and that's the wealthiest, wealthiest, and particularly progressive Democrats. The reason the Democrats never tax them, the reason it's all performative, Bernie Sanders and all these clowns running around, is that's their donor base. Let's go after them. They've caused the problems. Let's hit it. You want to bring the country together? I can bring the country together in 30 seconds. Tax the super wealthy, not the middle class, not the upper middle class. We need you guys to be productive and achieving. I'm talking to people sitting on hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars or billions of dollars or tens of billions or hundreds of billions of dollars. Have them throw something to Kitty. They said, well, you can't pay for it all, Steve. Why are you doing that? Number one. It'll get their attention and get them to stop all the nonsense they're doing to destroy this country. All the open border stuff, all the progressive nonsense, all the crap in this country is all funded by them. You know why? Because they ain't paying taxes. 
We can stop that. We can stop the tax free, the philanthropic. You could get this thing sorted if you had the political will to do it. You could tax the wealthy. You could just start to make cuts. And then, and then when you proved you could do that and you had the stones to do that and you could show the world you could do that, then and only then will the American people that have given everything are prepared to hear a conversation about, okay, let's talk about the entitlements. And when I say entitlements, I mean the Social Security Medicare, because you got to get into Medicaid. you got to get into all these other programs. The income support, this is why you can't do the, t- the child tax credit. They're coming for another. They've got $100 billion, which we want to put 60 to 80 over to Ukraine on a war that's over, and the Ukrainians themselves will not support in the most undemocratic regime on earth, in the most rec- third most corrupt on earth. They want to put money that they're coming. They're coming right after that with another 80 billion there. And the reason is Johnson, if you keep giving them CRs, if you keep giving them CRs, the addiction's going to stop. We need an intervention. Here's the intervention. How about this? The answer is no. The answer is no. We're not going to fund it. You're going to come. We're going to. You're going to be squealing so hard, and they're, they're telling Johnson, "No, no, 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 no. We got all these wars, these national security crises. Something's going to happen. All that's going to be paid for. We're talking about fifteen or twenty percent of the government. The stuff they love most: the Kennedy Center, the National Arts thing, the museums. Yes, there will be some bureaucrats laid off. Not laid off. They still get a paycheck. It just comes late. I would love to go in and, and cut it all out. The only way to bring these people to the table to have a meaningful negotiation and not the crap. They've already written this bill months ago, the Langford bill. We outed them. Uh, Rosemary Jenks outed them. They've written it. The only way to get them to a table for a real negotiation is you must use every single ounce of leverage you have. And you don't need a biblical worldview for that. You just need to be tough and kind of savvy. And smart. And there are people up there who do it. You got Gates. You got Biggs. You have many others that will show you how it's done. Don't listen to the McCarthy staff. How possibly can you replace a guy for the first time in history and keep his staff? How dumb is that? And you're making the same exact mistakes and you're spinning the exact same BS. And we're not buying it because it makes no sense. Right now. The answer is no on the seat. You either shut the border down or you shut the government down. And I ain't waiting for the Ukraine thing. The Ukraine thing's dead on arrival. Don't even bring it up. Don't insult us. The people in Davos, the smart ones, have accepted the inevitability of the return of MAGA with President Trump as our leader. And you've seen all, all that today is the first smart thing. Well, Trump's doing, you know, Trump doing that. They're all trying to think about how to, how to maneuver it, how to maneuver it. To something more gentle. Well, hey, guess what? Just like Andrew Jackson, we don't need gentle right now. We need raw and tough, okay? We need an intervention, and interventions are not easy. We don't, they don't need to be coddled anymore. Short commercial break, and we'll be back in the worm in just a moment. Started, everything's begun, and you are over. Because we're taking down the CCP. Let's take down the 
For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to, but without funding the left. If you're sick and tired of the globalist leftist takeover of America's corporations, go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV and support a company that actually believes in America. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. They're 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching incredibly easy. Keep your number. Keep your phone or upgrade. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV or call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT and get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV or call 972-PATRIOT. Remember, take action, use your agency, action, action, action. For everyone to come back, including on the Q&A and uh, any particular issues they want to challenge, the one thing I will challenge, we can come back to it later on, Kevin, is what will be the mandate of the American people if, A, the mandate tends to be a popu- not a plurality of the vote? If, if he wins the election, the country. mandate's clear. Kevin keeps saying if he wins the election. Can I ask, Kevin, is there any conceivable way in which if he win- loses the election, he will accept that he's lost the election, or, would you add, or whether you would accept that? What was the last part? Do you accept, would you accept if he loses the election that he's lost the election, or would if, it be like if, last if time? We're, if we're sure that there's election integrity, but I'm not sure that we can be. We're, yeah, we're not, <laughs> we're, we're, I think you've answered my question there. We're, we're, yes, we're, yes. Not, we're not going to get to the end of that one, so park that one for the moment. I want to first bring in Rob, uh, then I'll come to you, uh, Walter, and, and we'll go on. Rob, I, I was going to go around. Kevin Roberts, they're not hammering but he's got some great uh, takes that we're going to try to play in the, in the next hour. But right there. They're talking about the mandate Trump would have, and all, all of a sudden, what did he accept? Remember, he's the insurrectionist, although never charged with insurrection. What did he accept? We'll accept if it's a free and fair election. How about that? Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Rachel Maddow. But we're not going to have to worry about that because we're not going to lose. We're not going to lose. And there are going to be some fundamental changes when President Trump comes back. Some fundamental changes. You guys in Davos, you're talking on the margins. That's not what Trump's doing. That's not what Trump has spent three years on a Saturday, three years coming back and faces 700 years in prison, the complete uh, dissolution of his business empire. The fine there is going to be 300 million to 500 million dollars, stealing it like the Soviets used to do, the Bolsheviks did it, trying to take him off the battle. I think 30 states now. Democrat. That's how democratic they are. They're so democratic they want you to have a choice. As long as it's their choice. Take him off the ballot. And now you get this defamation, and the judge was so rude yesterday. In, 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 unbelievably rude. They're just, they, they've lost it. They're triggered. Make sure you go to birchgold.com. You think it's turbulent, baby? You ain't seen nothing yet. This is the top of the first inning. The first batter in the top of the first inning. Times are turbulent, and you need to understand the dynamics that drive the value of precious metals, and particularly there is a head as a hedge against other investments you have, particularly like your home. Because those are quite 
interest rate sensitive, if you get my drift. Go to talk to the folks at Birch Gold, Philip Patrick's team, birchgold.com slash Bannon. Talk to Philip Patrick. Understand the underlying dynamics of it. And while we're talking about your home, Joe Allen, can, can, can coming from CES and now monitoring Davos, the hammer's dropped on AI. And you're going to hear some stuff in the second hour that's going to shock you. The combination of cyber and AI makes this a unique opportunity to get into your business, like your ownership of your home, which only has 90% of your net worth or 80% of your net worth. So you can't let anybody mess with that. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and immerse yourself in the information they provide you. You're free men and free women. You guys make the uh, you guys make the determination. Um, let's get up uh, Nor Ben Laden for a second. Nor joins us from uh, Davos. Uh, Nor, how's it going? Pretty good, thanks. Tell me, are you there? Can you hear me? Hi, Nor. Yeah, we hear you fine. Go ahead. Tell us what you got. Right. Tell us what your day's like in Davos today. Listen, it's been a really busy day. Lots of panels again. Today's the last full day here in Davos. Tomorrow's only a half day. And um, as you mentioned, you know, and you're open. And I said yesterday, President Trump is not here, but he is the number one topic of conversation. And uh, coming back to this new comms, which feels like a psyop to me, um, I was thinking about this article that came out a couple of years ago or a year ago. I think in the Atlantic about um, uh, coming towards a sort of amnesty with the quote COVID deniers and all the people who were against the lockdowns and all those crazy measures. It feels like a similar kind of operation. They're trying to do damage control to try and and give the illusion that you know we're kind of going to unite in these turbulent times that you just mentioned, see, but we're not gonna get, we're not going to forget the last eight years and what they've subjected the American population to, what they've subjected MAGA to and what they're subjecting President Trump uh, to. So um, I said this yesterday, uh, Steve, Jamie Dimon, he can say this on the squad box, but um, there are still January 6th political prisoners sitting in jail right now. Uh, We saw that they're tracking the finances of uh, Amer- of American people simply because they put the term MAGA or Trump uh, in the transactions. I mean, Bank of America giving financial details and information to intel agencies um, for the people who were in Washington, D.C. on January 5th and January 6th, 2021. I mean, it's relentless. And now, and now they want to come, they want to come to the table and say, oh, we have to stop um, calling them the deplorables and calling them these extremists and these terrorists after eight years, Steve? Seriously? No, uh, do we have the, uh, before we go to break, we wanted you to hang around for the second hour. Uh, do you have the photo? Can we put the photo up of what they had today? Can you explain the shock and you put it out on Twitter, the the, the uh, desecration of the American flag? Yes, I uh, I was driving into Davos this morning and I had to stop and park the car and take this picture. And I and I wrote the caption, you know, desecrated old glory in Davos, um, because it was just so shocking to me to see this mashup of the European Union flag with the American flag and the American flag in uh, distress. And if you have a minimum of knowledge in terms of flag rules and etiquette, 
Uh, you know that you don't put two flags on the same pole. You know that you don't put the U.S. flag below another flag. And uh, this very much symbolizes uh, how they view uh, the United States of America and this fusion they want to do with uh, the European Union, with all these globalist institutions into a one world government. And I mentioned that quote from um, Dan Smoot last night, you know, they want to transform this republic into a province of a socialist system. And this is what it represents. Uh, hang on one second. We're going to play that. We're going to take a short commercial break, 90 seconds. We've got Nor Bin Laden, Joe Allen, Dr. Bradley Thayer joins us. Uh, Anna Polina Luna, if we get her at her office, I think it is, is going to join us also. Uh, incredible testimony yesterday. Um, we're going to get to all of it. Uh, maybe a couple of three surprise guests. A lot breaking. 202-225-3121. Today's the day the man the ramparts either shut down the border or shut down the government. It's quite simple. Back in 90 seconds. I want to warn you of a huge change that could be coming to our money and our bank accounts. First, think back to 9-11, shortly after the government pushed through the Patriot Act. This gave the government power to spy on innocent Americans by monitoring our phone and email and tracking our movement across the Internet. Now, Jim Rickards, editor of the independent financial newsletter Strategic Intelligence and New York Times bestselling author, is warning about a coming event that could elevate this governmental surveillance to a terrifying new level. In fact, some of the guests I've had on The War Room believe that the government will soon expand their powers to track our every move. If we say the wrong things on social media, donate to the wrong causes, buy firearms, or even vote MAGA, the government may be able to shut us out of our bank accounts. I can't say for sure if this will happen, but it's an interesting and dire warning. Fortunately, Jim Rickards, an American patriot and friend of mine, has made it his mission to educate us on what he believes is coming and how to protect yourself from the possibility of programmable money. Watch Jim's warning video now before it's censored like I've been in the past. Go to RickardsWarRoom.com. That's RickardsWarRoom.com now to see the video. Early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.